What is it that we do now just to stop Dan from doing whatever he's doing? I have. It's really. I don't think there's any way. We've yet to uncover a way. No. We have to say something. um, I won't say pertinent, but that's not the word, is it? Say something. Profound? Profound, that's it. Any profoundness in the chat today, no? No, not at the moment. No. Well, Dan's Dan's not a nonce officially. I'm not a nonce officially. That's a good enough start, isn't it? That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really? That's what we're doing. Welcome to episode 21 of CrossCast. Uh, That's right, we're now old enough to be graduating university and discovering that it's not as easy to get a job in the field you want as your tutor said it would be. Before you know it, you're working retail to pay the bills and borrowing money off your mum to make ends meet. Sorry that got a bit dark. Uh, What I'm trying to say is CrossCast is maturing. Is it fuck? Uh, It's Thursday, the 17th of December, 2020. My name is Andrew, and today I'm joined by four absurdly lovely people. Uh, First up, uh, sugar, spice, and everything nice. Those were the ingredients chosen to make the perfect boy. I wrote this entirely from memory, which goes to show how ingrained Lewis's intros have become in all of our brains. Uh, He puts the heart into heartbreakingly gorgeous. It's Dan. Hello. You're right. Nate's devastated with that one. He's not going to get anything as close to that. I've just got heartbreakingly See, gorgeous. Look at the reaction when they're not mean, Lewis. <laughs> Hello, yeah. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Don't worry, Nate's right. is just going to be... <laughs> just <there. laughs> It's just pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, you say that... <clears throat> Next, a person so attractive that whenever he threatens to start on OnlyFans, even the straight members of the group clamour for a discount. Seriously though, mates rates, yeah? Uh, it's the achingly beautiful Nate. Oh, How are you? Oh, that was also nice. That was lovely. I've I've so genuinely been on the edge of making a lonely fans more than a few times. Like there's been <laughs> there's so many times where I'm like, I I just reckon I could do it. I reckon I could do it. Like I got no mm. problem. I got no shame. Not do it. Nothing. Not, not even shame's the wrong word. I got no holds up, hold ups. You know what I mean. I could do it, but uh, yeah. you'll be the, you'll be the okay. first to know, Andrew. I promise. Lovely. I'm sure that, Ben wants to know as well. Like uh, an Alan Partridge moment here, where it's go. Idea for later: Lonely Fans, a website <laughs> where lonely fans go to hang out together. <laughs> Only Dan's. <laughs> that still needs to happen as well. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next, he has a heart as big as his hands and is wise beyond his... Well, okay, he's probably just about as wise as his years, given his age. Uh, it's the devastatingly attractive Ben. How are you? 
I'm all right. I feel like that was less complimentary though. That was a compliment sandwich. You snuck, you snuck yeah. in an insult. How can I be horrible? To- <laughs> I wouldn't be laughing yeah. at it. Never know. It's yeah, it's, it's funny. Like uh, on every single intro, I'm like, okay, is this me? Is he describing me here? I'm like, oh, I shit. would hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, now the end word, the last one. Yeah, let's have it, Andrew. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, last but by no there, I'll start that again. Last but He's by nervous. no means least, it's the first man of Nindies. No, literally, his name is Adam. First man, get it? Uh, it was either that or a Dremel Fix It reference. Uh, please welcome the scarily handsome Adam. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't put a Jim Dremel Fix It reference. No, in. I mean, no yeah. it's just indie fix you know uh but yeah. I, t- I tried to i tried to translate scarily handsome into german uh-huh. but there is absolutely no fucking way i could pronounce it uh, yeah i don't know how how well you can speak german but that is a, yeah a difficult... not well enough to to think of it off the top of my head could you could have just done it in a german accent that would have been fine well yeah, yeah I, i'd have that's, believed that's you. the problem though my, my german accent is pretty bad that's that's it i sound too british i say well, um, I, I, I know like unglaublich schön is you know, like unbelievably you'd be like the, beautiful. Um, you'd be like Fassbender in uh, Inglorious Bastards, where he gives it away. Yeah, with you? his with his free. I was yeah. thinking more like yeah. Alvida's in pet. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now that you're all suitably introduced, uh, what are we all drinking? Ooh, I'm uh, on Hop Skip and Juice by Vocation, made in Manchester, Marble Brew. I'm surprised you haven't chucked that away. It's a nice can. Manchester. Why would I chuck it away? Lovely. It's Manchester. Liverpool, Manchester. Not, oh. not famously uh, people that get along. No, not all like you. Mm. They just hate the South. That's it. <laughs> unified my <laughs> hatred of the South. They have a new <laughs> enemy. <laughs> ben, uh, what, are I, you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking um, Piston Head. I got given this in a big crate from a company that I work with. And uh, I... I'm very grateful, but I think it's like uh, one of those Shit. pretend craft beers, you know, yeah. oh. that are like, oh, let's put like a skull on the front and then yeah. isn't Ponce's, it, um, we'll, isn't we'll it buy a, it. Is it a lager piston head or is it like, what, what actually is it? Because I've had it before. Yeah, it's custom lager, custom with a K. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. It's beer, isn't it? You can't yeah. really complain, but yeah, um, thanks. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Pleasure working with you. I didn't think you were about you. to say piss faster. When you said piss, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is that like a real thing? No, that's a Grand Theft Auto thing, but yeah. Oh, okay. Is that German as well? Or? No, that's that's a fake beer brand from Grand Theft Auto. Okay. okay. Piss mm. Nice. Um, bitter, bitter, Adam, bitter. speaking of German, uh, what are you drinking? I'm actually drinking a very German-Austrian drink. Um, my fiancé made punch this evening, so I've got some homemade punch. A couple, nice. of, couple of swigs of rum in it, so ready to go, feeling Christmassy. Nice. Is nice. that excellent? Is that hot? Like a mold like punch or anything? Yeah, it's like a mold, what I guess you'd say mold wine, kind of, but there's no wine in it. Yes, yeah. mate. Okay. Yeah. Every single there's time a... you said punch, I'd be punching you, by the way. that's If you were living <laughs> with me, that's that's the type of thing you'd, you'd have to look forward to when you came home and you were like, Dan's made punch. Wow. I'd be like, what would you call this, Adam? You'd have a sip and you go punch again. <clears throat> Bang. <laughs> you, you are absolutely that kid that wouldn't stop playing like that game, aren't you? Like, oh, ooh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Oh, you got me fucking out. No, it's not. It's below the below the waist. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yellow mini. Bam. No, it was the one, like, literally you'd find me on the quad, which is what we call the playground. Don't ask. 
and I'd be uh, I'd just be in a puddle. Of <laughs> <laughs> weight. Stood, stood in the middle of a puddle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just mm-hmm. kicking it. Dan's pissed himself again. Yeah. <laughs> Too fat to hurt. <laughs> Nate, what are you drinking? I am drinking Brewdog Punk IPA. Uh, just okay. a classic. Nothing too fancy. Just the old, the old faithful. It's a good one. Is it? Is it one of those that you get in the advent calendar, or did anybody get an advent calendar of some description this year? I got a pork scratching one. A oh, pork nice. scratching advent. Are calendar? you joking? <laughs> no. No, he's not. I can bring it down if you want. That wasn't that's brilliant. Hang in, regardless of the fact I'm vegan. <laughs> Please don't say you open that in the morning. Like you know, the, you, when you're a kid, you open your little chocolate <laughs> thing in the morning. Well, Andrew, I'll have you know where. Like I'll get up, I'll look at me little scratching, I'll go, "Where's the number?" Right, okay, seventeen. Get the number uh-huh. out. Sit on the toilet. In one, not in like it's only a small little packet. So open the packet, slide it off the top. Ah, uh, all of them. Put the empty packet in the bin, and then go about my day. On the toilet, you're eating whilst you're on the toilet. You've never done that. <laughs> you're eating pork never so on no. the toilet. You've never Dave, heard of that I thing where like. I think you're morphing into Dave. I think this is becoming. A problem. Yeah. I've, I've had a beer in the shower, but I haven't <laughs> had, a, yeah. had some pork scratchings whilst having a shit. <laughs> that, is, that is painting <laughs> the most disgusting picture. I'm having a shit first thing. I'm not Why are you sat one. down then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to eat my pork scratchings. Need to rest. It's early oh in the morning. I've got, I've got a, oh. I've got, a, I've got a stiffy, and it's sat there, and it's, it's underneath, and you've got to push it's it down. It's getting a bit too personal now. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I told you I'm getting pork scratchings in the morning on the toilet. What more do you want to hear from me? So, so, not as much as you just podcast said. So, ben, do you do you have an advent calendar that isn't pork scratchings? <laughs> yes, yes, I just have a normal one with chocolate, and I eat it outside of the bathroom like a normal person. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good to know. Oh, uh, you, you brought us back to normality. Thank you. It's, it's very nice. Oh, nice. Lovely. Mm. Oh, Nate showing us his. So my, my partner wow. got me, picked me one up yesterday. Uh, so I've got 15 or 16 days to catch uh, up on. Half and price. A load of, it's a load of Pokemon figures. Wow. Yeah, cool. Wow. Tiny little Pokemon figers every day. That's awesome. That's nice. 31 years old. And my on, partner knows exactly brand. how to make me happy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> on brand, you're still wearing the jumper as well, the hoodie. I am still wearing my Psyduck uh, Zabby hoodie as well. The, uh, are you wearing the shoes? I'm w- no, but I'm wearing a Mewtwo t-shirt. Oh, oh here we go. There it is. Nice. That's Double pretty Pokemon. cool. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I got... Um, on, I went for a coffee. What are you wearing uh, uh, under that, Adam? Um, not Adam. <laughs> Freudian what? slip. <laughs> Freudian slip. I went for a coffee earlier, and uh, a woman stopped me and was like, is that Psyduck? And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. She was like, where'd you get that from? And I explained. And predictably, she was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, my nephew's really into Pokemon. He's only... Li- do they do kid sizes? And I was oh. like, I don't know. It's my own fault. It's my own fault. But do they? I think they do, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Adam, any advent calendar at all this yeah, year? Yeah, I just have a Kinder chocolate one. Oh, nice. My, my oh, friend also bought me here. Yeah, it's nice. Not so just like, a little pick me up in the morning. And so, like British ones in Austria. Like the other okay. way around, where you get like Kinder chocolate and stuff over in. <laughs> and just put that in the chat. Have you seen that flash up? No, that's no. hilarious. Sorry. And Andrew's <laughs> promoted Adam's Skype ID to pretty much everyone on Twitch. Oh no! I haven't said G- anything. You just breached GDPR, mate. That's what you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they not have like 
British advent calendars in in Austria, the same way we get like Austrian chocolate in Britain. Mm, no, like the, the advent calendars are, are the same. It's just like you know, instead of Cadbury's, they have Milka. Oh, so, I love Milka. Yeah, Milka, so it's mm-hmm. just Good. just the same thing. But my my mm. fiance, she her dad always makes one every year, which is nice, and it's like a, a tree with twenty four boxes. They they only celebrate till the twenty fourth here. Has twenty four boxes on, and then in every day you pull out a box, and inside is something different. And he mm. he puts like lottery tickets in them, and chocolate and sweets and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Oh, I just got the basic such, chocolate one. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you know in America they open the 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 highest number first, and then they use it to count down rather than opening on the the day. Mm, that that does sound like something really? that Americans would do. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, a bit backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, oh, I'll, I'll meet you on <laughs> March the 6th. No, you meet me on the 6th of March. <laughs> what? No, no, no. 0306. Shut up. <laughs> right. Do you reckon they just use right. one for every month of the year? <laughs> right, okay. That would explain a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas gets earlier and earlier every decade. Sorry. Andy. Let's move on before Sorry. we lose yeah. listeners. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just drinking gin, no beer for me. And I have a divine vegan chocolate advent calendar. If anybody's interested, I got three for five pounds. So I'm opening three doors every day. Go. Side eye. I wow. said that. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we move on to our first section? I oh. think we should. Uh, let's go to uh, Game Club. That tricked you, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> you thought I was going to go to the new, new you know, news. No. You know Andrew's hosting when Game Club is front and centre. <laughs> the news this week, Game yeah. Club. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. This is all we're doing. Um, so, I uh, thought we'd mix things up a little bit. Uh, bring, it to the, bring it to the front and uh, just have a quick chat. So I know we've all been playing uh, Game Club games um, over the last week, I believe. Uh, Nate, I know you've been playing... Some lovely Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. We're playing. Uh, that how's that going? And a, and a wee little bit of Hollow Knight as well. Oh, and I played lovely. some Lonely Mountains. I'm, I'm well in there this this month. You really yeah, are. Try, trying to do the YouTube. Pick a game. Tell me what <laughs> game it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Quest. Dragon Dragon. I'm playing this. I'm well, playing right. that. I actually <laughs> went back to Apex. I picked up Bloodborne as well after that. <laughs> Hitman's amazing. Yeah. So Dragon Quest Eleven S. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. I was about 70 hours through anyway, and this has been the uh, the call I needed to really push through to the very end. And I keep messaging Ben because Ben's completed it with like, oh my God, this just happened. And like, oh, am I am I near the end? And Ben's like, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I yeah. love that though. Yeah. It's so nice because it's such, it's such a lovely game. And just to get those little messages from you and you're so excited about it. It's like, yeah. I remember when I was feeling that way about it. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a, it's a really, really well done, heartwarming story with lovely, charming characters. The dialogue's great, like it's and this is all wrapped up in a really competent and smartly designed RPG. Like it's mm. it is it's a JRPG through and through. It doesn't do anything drastic, it doesn't do anything different, but it does all of those classic things perfectly. So if you've ever played a JRPG and enjoyed it, I can't literally can't like recommend this enough. It's so solid, isn't it? It doesn't feel like it's not trying to be anything revolutionary. I know that people mm-hmm. often make the point that Final Fantasy is, you know, the experimental one where they go off and try all these crazy things. But Dragon Quest just stays good old Dragon Quest. You know yeah. what you're going to get. And it is it's lovely. Going to be turn-based. Going to be yeah. getting the things to open the thing. Like, you need these things from these sides of the kingdom. Like, 
that's fine as long as it's done well. Like, mm. it's, so, it's mm. something Pokemon could learn is like, <laughs> you don't have to change too much if you just do the base bit well. Like, it's, yeah, it's literally, I think it's the best RPG on Switch, very jointly tied with uh, Xenoblade for me. Fair. Awesome. Have you played the two? Have you played it in two D? Can you just switch between the three D and two D at will? Uh, so only at defined story moments because it ah. takes quite a lot to change it, and I think they need to know so much information before it like swaps you over. It's not. It's not like you press a button like the Halo Collector's Edition or whatever, where it's literally just like ah two D because so many yeah. things change. So I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it quite often. I think it's pretty much any save point you can choose to play in two D. Yeah, okay. um, and there is an area. This isn't spoilers at all, but there's an area where you can you can travel to it and it becomes two D. It's basically mm. re- revisiting games from the past from Dragon Quest, which is pretty yeah, cool. it's really cool. I it's so, to play this game. Yeah, you, you really. No I, I really think you'd love it, <clears throat> yeah. Dan. I think if you mm. if you stuck with it, you would fall in love with it. Seeing the ships, then, like, and it reminds me of like, the airships in the Final Fantasy games. And you realize like these are intertwined games with Final Fantasy, mm. and it's just something that never gelled. And I did not give um, 11 enough time. I gave it maybe like an hour. So I think I might download the demo and then yeah. play that to completion, then see how I feel at the end of that. Because that's a good like yeah. seven yeah. hours or something stupid. Like, ten, I think 10 hours, yeah. Ten Get hours. on stream, Dan. Get yeah. on stream yeah. with it. I think I always fall asleep in JRPGs. Thing is, it's so densely packed. I remember when I said to Ben that I was playing it, he told me, take it slowly. Um, and it's something like I really appreciated because it's like a TV Taking series. So, so much happens. And if you try and blast through it, you, you're just going to kind of be numb to it. Whereas you actually go back to so many characters and places. And if you do like, you know, in your head, do an episode a week or do one story segment a week, then come back. I think that takes mm. the the uh, chance of grind out of it though i personally haven't found it grindy at all like but no. if you but if well, you maybe do don't want to fill up on jrpg you know do, do say like i'll do that on sunday afternoons and i'll play it for a couple of hours okay mm. i'm going to take your word for it i think i'd rather go with this and hollow night at this point in time i think this is probably what my headspace needs around christmas yeah yeah i'd agree with you it's the perfect christmas game so yeah why yeah. not then and it, fine uh, and it is. I mean, we might as well jump into Hollow Knight now, I guess. But it is much sure. more, much more approachable than Hollow Knight is. You know, I know you guys. I think Andrew and Dan have both kind of started Hollow Knight and then gone. Oh, this is a bit, a bit much. Yeah. The, the yeah, beginning yeah. of Hollow Knight is bleak. Like they <clears throat> purposefully, like you haven't unlocked like the map. You haven't unlocked the fact that you can see yourself on the map. I remember getting the map and I was like, here we bloody go. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, actually, if you want to see where you are on the map, that's a different power up. And I was like, that's a piss yeah. take. Come on. <laughs> like, I think once you get through the first, and I, I, you know, when people are like, once you watch the first season, it's fine. You're like, well, I haven't got that much time. Hollow Knight, once you get through the first few hours, it opens up in such an incredible way. And the power creep is amazing. Mm. I think... It's so rewarding once you push through, but that that beginning is tough. Mm. Yeah, that's that's kind of. I think I when it came to Switch, I played like the first four hours of it, and the, the problem I found was that I I kind of put it down for a week and then went back and was just like, okay, where, where was I going and yeah. what what power ups were I using and why and okay, I, I remember I was fighting a boss, but I can't remember where that boss was, and I guess that's like you say, Nate, like a lot of it is 
the difficulty with the map and knowing where you are and, and it's a metroidvania so you have to remember exactly okay i saw that that ledge that i couldn't quite get to but now i've got a double jump i should be able to get up there now but but i can't remember where that ledge is anymore mm. and yeah it was just kind of one of those things where i was like yeah i don't know i, I don't want to go back back then i was like, i don't want to go back and start again and be like okay i have to re replay through the, the first four hours because it's not like it's an easy game either really like the mm. combat wise um mm. And it has that, you know, that's kind of Souls mechanic of you have to look for a bench to sit on to to get a checkpoint and and yeah. all of that. And but yeah, it's 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 another game like where uh, I think I have it on like three or four systems now because of Game Pass. <laughs> I have yeah. it on Switch. I think I have it on Steam so somewhere on one of my PCs back in England. And it was on PS Plus last month as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I and on PS <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah. So it's like I've I've got it. It's just it's like kind of like you say like do i really want to put 10 out 10 hours in it into it that i'm not enjoying to then get another 20 30 hours of really good content or do i want to play 10 hours of something that yeah i like see yeah. i mm. i wouldn't say this often because i like the idea of in dark souls games and in bloodborne you make your own story by exploring but hollow knight can be a little bit too obtuse if you've bounced off it a couple of times, I maybe would genuinely recommend playing it with a guide open because mm. the fun of it is the combat. The combat is incredible. The platforming is fun. You're not going to lose any of that if you get a couple of these surprises taken away from you. Um, but I think some of the later bosses and the exploration are so worth pushing through. Um, and yeah, I, I just pushed through and pushed through when I was lost for ages and I wasted so much time in that game uh, that annoyed me and I kept going back to it that eventually I was like, okay, I'm really happy I did this. But I think if you've properly tried and bounced off, like even if it's just for the first few hours and then you get to a point where you're like, I'm comfortable now, like, yeah, maybe just sit with a guide because it is tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just do what I do and just message Lewis and just go, right, I'm here. Here's a picture of the map. I've got this power <laughs> up. Where shall I go next? And he just, he knows that game inside out. He and that's, really that's what got me back into it was just watching him play it and see mm, and that, and that kind of made me think, Right, this is this is the joy of this game. It is that exploration and it is this this world that's So what put me off a couple of years ago was it just when I realized how massive the the game world is and I just kind of went, "Ah, wow. I was I thought this was a nice little indie game. I'll get through this in 10 hours." Fuck no. You're looking at like 50 hours to finish it. And yeah. I'm probably about halfway through now and I'd like to think I'll finish it one day, probably not this month if I'm being completely honest. But um, mm. yeah, very. I'm surprised how how quickly I've got back into it. Um, and yeah, really enjoying just going going around, powering up a little bit. Finding the combat is coming more easily now and I'm yeah. managing to beat a few bosses. So yeah, mm. it's such a cool game. I do love it. And yeah, Alex credit to Lewis. I was going to say, cool. Alex in the chat, uh, fellow Scott said, agree with what you're all saying. First few hours are frustrating, but definitely gets better. Must mm. be something to do with these guys and bleak games. I don't know what it is. It must resonate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I, it's one of the games that I really, really re regret kind of dropping off because similar to Adam, I've like played maybe like 20 hours of it. I got mm. to a certain point. I was just kind of exploring out my own will and like getting better at fighting, but it is really obtuse. It's very, very difficult to engage with i think for the 20 hours i was playing with it i was actively like playing it a bit per night and then jumping back in but I'm, i've got a real keen wish to kind of jump back into switch games and i think this is one of the most perfect switch games that you can possibly get because 
aside from things like Celeste as a platformer, as a Metroidvania. Um, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it pans out. Yeah, and I think like it's one of these games, if you were younger and had a bit more time, then it's maybe much easier Thanks, to mate. recommend. Hush. But no, no, no. Look, we're all we're all like I, that's why I bounced off it so much because I was trying to play for half an You're hour. Right, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and we've all got things to be doing. Whereas if you've got the time to sit there, get lost in that world, appreciate the incredible music, the sound design, the little characters doing the little boom, 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 bug voices, like that world is so rich and impressive. The fact an indie yeah. studio made that, and it's only like three of them, is a oh, miracle. Yeah. And it's yeah. gorgeous. It is yeah. truly gorgeous. Like the, the polish on it's insane. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, talking about gorgeous uh, polished games, uh, Thanks, another mate. one of our um, monthly game club games is Destiny Two. Uh, it's a very pretty game. Very lovely. Very well done. Go on, Adam. Um, you, you take the next yeah. half hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. I've I mean, never I, touched it. No, like I, I played it at launch and was like, it became my life for the for about two months. Um, and yeah, I, I think I probably played about like a hundred hours of it. Had like my three characters, played through the campaign with all three of them. Played through, I probably played through the campaign about like ten times because I was helping like f- convincing friends to buy it and then replaying it with them. And it's just kind of that 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 loot grind, right? It's like yeah, you know, you're playing with a friend, but you're still getting loot that that helps your character out. Um, and then yeah, in Vanilla Destiny, I got all of my three characters to the cow the fuck. Three characters to the maximum um, power level or whatever it was called, or light level. Um, And then, yeah, and then it just kind of was like, okay, I've done everything I need to do. I'll wait till the expansions come out. And then uh, they came out and I just never (laughs) went back to it. And yeah, it's uh, it's a great game. Like you said, it's it's a very pretty game. Um, It feels like, I guess, you know, what Halo used to feel like. Yeah. Um, the gunplay is unbelievable. Like the the design of the guns, um, there's there's so much kind of law to it. Like if you, I don't know if any of you got into the law yet, but it's just like dense and like over the top, and you need like a YouTube channel to explain it to you because the game doesn't really do it, but you it's in the game. Um, so I was like, quite tempted to buy like the grimoire, and um, one thing I was going to ask as well, I have a rifle. I think it's a rifle, Cold Heart. That's like a I don't know, it feels OP compared to like what Andrew and Ben are playing at this point in time. I was playing mm. quite a lot of Destiny 2, not to the mm. lens like you did. Is Cold Heart a good gun? Am I right? What I think I it's a legendary that? one. If yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Like I, 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 remember, I recognize the name, and I think yeah, it's a, probably a legendary one. Um, but I can't remember what it does. Well, you, there are so many guns. Good. Destiny knowledge out yeah, terrible. But no, like I mean, I'm interested to see what you, what, like, because I know Ben and Andrew have been playing it. Like, what you two think of it? Because like new players getting into Destiny now, like three years into its lifespan, I hear yeah. like a, a colleague of mine at work plays it religiously. Like that's that's all he plays basically, and he loves it. And um, he's trying to get me back into it, and I'm like, you know, I have a job and. Uh, and a relationship and responsibilities. I, I don't have time to be grinding my weeklies in Destiny anymore. But um, yeah, I'm kind of interested to hear what you two think. Hmm. Well, I mean, first off, Dan, I almost got you the bloody grimoire for Secret Santa, and I'm gutted now that you <laughs> liked it. It's like, damn it! Oh. I wasn't sure if you'd like it or not. Oh. But now I'm oh. too late now. You can't. You got me another Destiny, Andrew, and that's even better. I and, did. And I, I did. That's true. And I've still got your present under the tree as well. So that's yeah, that yeah, that's good. Um, 
I I don't know. I've I've enjoyed it so far. Now I've my partner has played a lot of Destiny, so I've seen a lot of it played. I haven't played a huge amount of it myself. So jumping into it, it feels great to play. The gunplay is amazing. It looks great. It's fun just to run around in the big hub areas with other people and take on little um you know world events and find little things to like there was one point the last time we played where i ran into a building and there were stairs going down i was like oh and then i ran down the stairs and there was more stuff to find and then there was more stairs and more stuff and you could just keep going down into the basement and this was like not even a mission or anything that Mm. i was doing it was just random i was like that's cool um However, as Ben will probably attest now as well, it got quite confusing after a bit. And there was Mm. one particular point where there was some platforming involved and we Mm. all got very (laughs) stuck for quite a long time. Well, we didn't all get stuck. Dan was fine. I mostly did. Yeah, Dan was fine. We got stuck. Me me and you really did. Me mostly. No, I think you've. Yeah, we were about the same. What was it? Cade6's stash, I think. Adam, yeah, and you've yeah. got to do like a bit of platforming there. Yeah, and it, like to be he, fair, it is really, really difficult. And I kind of fluked a couple of jumps, but yeah, watching Ben and Andrew then about fifteen minutes later, while the two of them were trying to get up there, and it was like, right, okay, we're going to wait to get this gun now. Oh, it's going to take a bit of time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the part of frustration <laughs> that I don't really like about the game at this point in time is that they clearly removed a lot of content. I know you said they have um, mm-hmm. because they want people to probably jump into the DLC and pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, Yep, so it feels like a lot of that story beats have kind of gone and it doesn't really signpost what you should do next as a, a fire team uh, if you're trying mm, to yeah. progress that story on further. So I do think it's got its flaws, definitely. But like you said, you're not... I think, Ben, you summarized it pretty well. You were like, I'm not really here for the story. I'm just here to shoot things. And yeah, I think exactly, yeah. If there's a compelling reason to go and shoot something with a little bit of story as, uh, alongside it, then that would be great. But even mm. that is quite difficult to find. Um, yeah, at this point in time. Th- that's that's not that's not what the game is. It's like you you have this six hour campaign that you have to blitz through mm. as quick as you can because that's when the mm. real game really starts. And then it is just yeah. that loot grind of just like okay now now I'm at like like I don't I don't even know what the power level is anymore. But it was something like you you finish the the main game at like level 150 and you needed to get to free 305. And it was just yeah you you have these weekly events where um, you get set challenges every week and if you do the challenges you get given like an, an epic um holocron or whatever they're called hmm. and you know that it, because it's epic it's worth like i don't know its power should be between 240 and 290 and when you have a power level of 150 you're like okay that one item is going to get me a lot higher so hmm. it, at least when i played it that was the loop it was like okay you, you logged on every tuesday because that's when the week reset you did all of your weeklies, which used to be it used to be pretty shit because you would have to like they would always make you do PvP, which I never right. really liked because yeah the PvP is like its own sub meta of stuff like there are like overpowered weapons in the PvP that aren't necessarily that powerful in the in the base game. So if you don't know what you're doing, you're just gonna get your ass kicked all the time. Mm. But it's yeah like I said for the the grind was was good for the for those two months, but after that it kind of ditched off and. Yeah, like I um I I played the f- the first big expansion. I think it was called Forsaken, hmm. and yeah, it was. I probably got through like the story about half of the story with my first character, but the problem I always had was that you were always collecting these tokens. So it was like you you do a job, you you get yeah. these tokens, and then you cash in the tokens for a, a like a, a random holocron, and you don't know what item you're gonna get. So there are like special events, like I think it's called like the. Oh, what's it called? Iron 
something banner. there's like iron banner yeah and they always have these really cool armor sets so you want to get the full armor set and the iron banner only lasts i think like two days so you grind and grind and grind to get these tokens and then you cash them in for the holocrons to get this armor but the armor used to be random so you would sometimes get like five chest pieces two leg pieces two helmets but you'd never get the gloves and you'd be like oh fuck now i can't get the gloves because the the event's over and i've got all of this useless armor that i can't use and apparently like talking to my colleagues they've changed all that now so you can choose what you want which i think is a good thing mm. um but see yeah, this 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 is all just very complicated to me yeah like, i yeah. love the fact that it feels like halo 3 to me mm -hmm. which was the last halo game that i enjoyed and i just want to play that i think <laughs> i just want to yeah. run around <laughs> and and yeah there's just far too much fannying about in between mm -hmm. the fighting for me mm -hmm. I, I just don't think i've got the patience to, to to stick through it and learn all the systems and everything else but and yeah. you know talk about hollow knight being obtuse this is just off the scale mm -hmm. yeah so. it is i, I wonder yeah. if it's because they've taken away all this stuff from it that it's just difficult for us to jump in as newbies and be like, yeah. oh, okay, this all makes sense. It's, it's, it feels like we're like halfway through a campaign. Too late to the party. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. The conversation's getting obtuse about Destiny 2. Move it on. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Talking too much um, about it. Our last game was Lonely Mountains Downhill. I don't think many of us have played it this week, but I know that it's a popular choice among... I have, uh, and it's brilliant. Discord? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I started it on PlayStation 4 uh, this week. I played it before on Switch, loved it. Thought I'd, you know, do it on PlayStation 4, pick up some trophies, you know, yeah. all about those trophies. Um, my trophy level's now above Lewis. I just want to add that wow. in. Then. Considering I've yeah, only had a PlayStation for a few months. That is pretty he damning. has been playing that mostly about? on Switch, though, because on most of my leaderboards, I've got Dr. Fact above me. Which is yeah, sure, annoying. sure. I just mean in general, you know, and I know how much Lewis, you know, takes pride in being top dog on leaderboards and stuff. So, did yeah, we give out all the PS4 codes? They're all gone. All the uh, PS4 codes are gone. We've got two Steam codes left. Right, so, if anybody wants in. one, either in the chat here or Bugger. if you're listening back to the podcast, <laughs> do let us know. Nate's like bollocks. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it on Switch. I was just thinking it'd be lovely to see how it runs on PS4. That was all. Just being greedy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the games. Too late, Cake and eat it. Mm. Great game. Yeah. But yeah, people, post your... Um, if Let's just say, like, the, the first course, post your high high scores or times or whatever it is in the in the uh, Game Club Discord channel. And we'll all, yes. we'll all get a little competition going. Maybe a prize. Maybe a glamorous prize. What are we, I copy on Steam. <laughs> we, <is> it, <laughs> to the top two people. Yeah. I can definitely put my time in there later on. I want to see what yours is as well, Ben. Go on then. Do it. Do it, do, do it. it. Ooh, it's um, all right, shall we move on? And uh, let's now go to the new news.
Cyberpunk Fallout, Indie World, and Sephiroth in Smash. Uh, that is the new news. So, let's start with the controversial topic, shall we, of uh, Sephiroth in Smash. And I mean, sorry, uh, Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077 uh, is out, finally, after, is it like nine years, I think, at this point, that it's been in development for? Is that right? So it's been a long old while. Mm. And um, 2012 was the first trailer teaser thing. Right, there you go. God, it, it's not gone too well, has it? Really, for old CD Projekt Red, not gone well at all. Who wants to start us off on this one? <laughs> well, who's played <laughs> it? That's probably a good place to start. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't yeah. played it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I've played it. I've played it. Give me. An yeah, hour. I've literally played an hour and a half. Go on, Andrew, if you want to kick it off, and I'll. Well, so the the whole, well, not the whole issue, but some of the issue obviously is that there's a lot of bugs and, and graphically it's not great on current gen or last gen as they are on our consoles. However, I got this on PC and I just happened to have bought a very nice new PC. I've experienced no issues at all. It looks very nice and runs very well. Um, so I don't really have much to say. And I've only played about 45 minutes. The character creation is funny. Uh, because I got to choose a rather large dick, uh, just because you can choose a small one if you want. Um, or and default. <laughs> or, de- or default, as Dan has gone for. Um, and, oh. uh, and then, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's representative of your own, Dan, I'm just saying that's what you chose. But um, it is, so let's... let's okay, <laughs> fine, fine. Um, and the, the opening part uh, is quite cool. That's the vagina. Jackie... Yes, the opening part. <laughs> the just, I know it's not your area of expertise. So just it, can you choose a massive vagina, vagina as well? Can you, you get that slider right up? Can you? <laughs> There's no slider. <laughs> but um, ja- Jackie, the first kind of character that you that you meet as a as a friendly character, is quite cool and and interesting and. Yeah, the opening's nice. I enjoyed it, um, but I haven't played very much. Um, my partner's played a good few hours now, and his only real issue is that um, the gunplay isn't quite up to scratch, and he finds it very difficult to aim properly, but I don't know if that's just he's not got the controls down pat yet. But, um, Dan, what about you? What do you think so far? Okay, so I was the polar opposite with the character creator. I think that's really cumbersome. I think it was badly designed on console because um, it's asking you to use shoulder buttons to change certain things and then using the R stick for like moving certain things around it's just not very intuitive I didn't like it um, texture loading is crap so like there's a scene when you're underground um, who did you go you went corpo didn't you I did so I changed corpo, yeah. the next time and I went street kid or whatever it is that one because yeah. I was like you guys are going corpo so I'll try street kid so anyway it's like an underground kind of like you're stealing a fancy car and like the police come in to try and like sting you and get you out of the car. The car didn't even load and it was just like people in the car and you could see straight through it and then all the textures you could see them. It was like they were dissolving into reality in front of you. It was it was just terrible loading. Um I posted a couple of videos online within like five minutes of a couple of cinematics and you can see people like clipping through walls. And it's because they put yeah. so much time into this open world. Like one of the guy, the main well, one of the main characters with you, was literally clipping through a load of lockers, and it looked stunning because all of mm. the paper was flying up in the air, and it was like bits of crap going everywhere. And I was like, oh, "That's really cool," but he's just clipping through that fucker. Oh, yeah, so I saw like, that video. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. been shooting it, it would have been brill. It would have been really cool, but it just had like that like, Fallout kind of 
vibe mm. where things were just yeah fucked um first hour of the story is all right it's not particularly engaging it's just your kind of standard open worldy kind of getting you engaged in the you've been away for a couple of years how are you finding it back here and all that kind of nonsensical stuff i don't know if corpo was any better than that um and it's weird isn't it because they i think the three ways so it's street kid nomad or something isn't it in corpo yeah and it's they all start differently but from what i understand literally once you get past the opening bit they all then go in the same direction so yeah. the opening is different but then from then on it's the same story with no real difference at all that's so boring yeah. what's the point yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i know it's a i mean i've got to be honest it's part of the problem i had with like things like octopath where people really enjoyed those kind of storylines and i was like i just don't find it interesting at all i'm really not finding anything about this game interesting at this point mm. the world's mm. not interesting the things i'm seeing online the you know the chatter about it the people's people's comments around it it's the first time i've really been let down by a release that i thought you know long and hard really looking forward to this um another thing i've got like the male voice in the game i i've got a big big problem with that voice it's not good mm. at all like, it really does mm. not fit the characters it's like hey what's this over here it's weird that you're you you can only have one choice of a male or a female voice as well which yeah. i just didn't get so I'll probably restart and play as the female voice rather mm -hmm. than, yeah, go back I, and... The, I've also heard it. the female one isn't great either. Right. Just, but that's I the think. weird thing. Like, so how much of this game... Like, they've pushed, like, the knob size thing. I get it. Marketing, it'll create chatter online. Yeah. But it was made out like you could just customise your character like you, you've never been able to do before. Mm. But... Yeah. It it sounds like it's just your typical your bog standard character. Mm. In fact, not mm. even that. Not even as good as some other games. I, mean, I don't know what um, SmackDown Two did, like on the N sixty four and PlayStation yeah. Two. Like God knows how many yeah. years ago. Like, no, no, all the characters look like SmackDown Two or something. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some people make some interesting. I mean, yeah, I saw me a too, picture yeah. before, and somebody made Hitler on it, like a very mm. good standard. representation of Hitler for some reason. <laughs> Um, so it it does well with the facial characteristics, but then beyond that, it's not great. And apparently, you can't change things like your hair in the game. So yeah, when there's you no set your hair in the or anything, created, yeah. that's it. Mm. Yeah, which you could do <laughs> in The Witcher Three, Pokemon? right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you could do in San Andreas, GTA San Andreas yeah. on the PS2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what what I I keep coming back to is like this. It's kind of like a pantomime watching this this all play out because mm. before it was. Like I know, I know The Witcher is like an amazing game, and it was maybe the game of the last generation. But it's kind of like the way I've I've kind of looked at it is like yes, CG Project Red before that, before The Witcher three, no one really knew them other than the people that played The Witcher games, right? And maybe mm. people knew them for for GOG. And it's also this game was announced before they were famous for making The Witcher free. So these ideas have been if they've been if the ideas were starting to be written in, in two thousand and twelve or two thousand and thirteen, they kind of I don't know, failed to see the pedigree there. And it it's just like like kinda of like you said, Ben, it's just like so much marketing has gone behind this and saying mm. about like oh we have we have three different stories, but really it's not. It, it's just three different intros. And they're just like buzzwords that just kind of click mm. with pe in people's heads like oh this is going to be amazing it's going to be like 200 hours because I can have three di totally different stories that don't interact with each other and have these different experiences and all oh, mega lols like I can make his dick really big because the sex scenes in this in this uh, f in this game 
Like, ooh. <sighs> Dan's just, Dan just, Dan Dan's just been, been handed hand- in McDonald's. Oh, what? <laughs> off screen, off screen left. Oh. Off screen left. I've never seen Where are you going to change lids? Change lids on the um, thingy. I think literally you've just hit the nail on the head. And I think um, we were speaking about it before we kind of came on there, on air. But the the tweet where it's like this is the heist of the generation where CD mm. Projekt Red are just dropping features out of this game left, right, and center to try and ship this game out. And then mm. us, unfairly, uh, are probably on the receiving end of said heist where we were only shown the PC reviews, which is insidious at best when you're thinking all the mm. kids that are looking at that game who've only got 45 quid coming up for Christmas mm. and they mm-hmm. see 9 out of 10 and they're using them already in the slogans and every all the uh, the marketing yeah. adverti- uh, advertisements of like really highly rated. Even on the packets themselves, it's like 140 awards. Like it's... They knew what they were doing. Mm. Um, I can really, I really want it to damage their brand as well, yep. which is bad. Because I think I it already has. 3. Yeah, it, it, already it has. totally has. Imagine all, like all the goodwill that they built up, like when they released The Witcher Three on the Switch. Like, oh, this is how you release a, a physical game. You package it with nice stuff. You put everything on the cartridge. What an amazing mm-hmm. company! And to go from that to where they are now, where we're all going, fuck that! You, you've royally just yeah. bent everyone to, over. Yeah. And to, like, to be honest, in my, in my opinion, it, this it, that didn't just start with this release. Though. Like this has been yeah. like building up and building up for, for at least like the last year. Like the things that CD Projekt Red keep doing is like is on level with Bethesda or or Activision or EA. It's just like they they have so much goodwill that they they're getting away with it, and it's just like. The, the the two questions like I, I I keep coming up with is like one like for like the people that bought this game what what were your expectations so like Dan when you and, and Andrew when you saw this game what did you actually think this game was gonna be like because GTA every- twenty seventy seven that was my plan okay. like mm. I was exactly mm. the game I thought it was gonna be and um that's what it looked like that and f- yeah yeah it did and a mix between that and Fallout four like is in mm. open yeah. world like really rich dense great looking games next gen console you know they're all around the same kind of release but reality is this was a a nine-year-old game it's mutton dresser's lamb Mm. yeah like Mm. the features within it have been shoehorned in there you can even tell like the teams that have been developing different parts are disparate to each other where like some of the features are really really rich and dense and clever and like some of the aesthetics are really cool and then it just drops off the face of a cliff mm. when you see the animation of a character that just disappears in five seconds yeah. because they can't. I've also heard know, that about the writing that, that, like some some quest, some side quest you can tell was written by a different team because the writing yeah. level just is just yeah horrible. Like not horrible, yeah. but just you know, like you can just tell it's not the pedigree team is working on it. So, yeah. Some but, of the voice acting sounds like placeholder yeah. audio yeah. that yeah. they've just put in mm. there. Yes. So, I, I mean, I I'm, I'm I'm kind of. I feel I feel genuinely sorry for anyone that has bought this and was excited about it. Like Laurie, and mm. it's a shame he's not on here because mm. I don't know if you can remember Nate, but me, you, and Max had a little um, conversation with Laurie on Twitter. <laughs> quite, a, I think it was back in like October when um, Watch Dogs Legion came out, mm. and I I replied to Laurie saying, "To be honest, I'm more excited about Watch Dogs Legion than I am about Cyberpunk." Mm. Oh yeah, and he was like, "What? That you're mental. This is going to be amazing." And and then you and you kind of chimed in and said, 
Uh, to be honest, what what is amazing about yeah. it? Like, we, what have we seen? We've just been yeah. told yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah, it's all and just Max like here's based... some flashy lights and, yeah. and cool aesthetic. But it's like what? Like I like I still don't really know what the game is. Like people are comparing it to Fallout, which I'm kind of like, uh, is that a good thing? Like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, exactly. the Fallout games are, are yeah. aged games that aren't even on the last gen weren't really modernized. Um, like, and I feel so. I feel so. I, yeah. I genuinely feel I, like for him and for like a kid who's unwrapping this on PS4. So it's it's like one of the. I think behind FIFA, it's the highest selling physical game we've had in the UK already. Oh, really? Behind FIFA 21, that's really sixty percent. Sixty percent of those sales are PS4. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why why are you well, playing this? To play devil, just get a refund. Yeah, They're just giving out refunds. A kid really shouldn't be unwrapping this on Christmas morning. Okay, but, yeah, uh, but, but a teenager, you know, three when I was yeah, yeah. and so I was exactly. like, you know what I mean. I know we shouldn't yeah, be yeah. playing devil's advocate, but it's that it's that thing again of if you've got forty five quid and you're really looking forward to something and you can see everywhere you're looking, nine out of ten, it's this really cool world. You get to pick your genitalia, like it's, it's posed as like this really progressive kind of, yeah. You know, yeah it's just heartbreaking but then like i was i think defending lorry at that time you yeah. guys were tweeting online and i remember yeah. it and i was just like no i'm completely sold on well, this we were, the aesthetic like do you remember we asking, were gonna we kind of jokingly well you said right let's do a pod let's do a podcast where me nathan and max challenge you and mm-hmm. laurie as to what what the hell is so good about this tell us because yeah. you you're genuinely like fucking excited for it this is the biggest release yeah, of the yeah. year but to all I didn't of us. go anywhere near it at EGX for that reason. Because I was like, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to mm. that queue. Andrew and I were like, yep. we'll go what, look at Final Fantasy VII Remake and see what that's like. But I'm even looking at the, the screens I've got on now. I'm sorry, I'm just going to put this on for everyone. But like, you're looking in a, a club or what's ostensibly some sort of like club kind of thingy. People just stood there. There's no mm. heart to it at all. It's got mm. no... Like, we're in a next generation and they knew they would bring this game out to coincide with the releases of two brand new consoles and what they've done is worse than The Witcher 3. Like, yeah. all that yeah. goodwill so, that CD Projekt so, Red had for, like, bringing out a remastered version of The Witcher 3 as well for free. Like, it's fucking hell, just, just sort yourselves out. Like, it's mm. so disappointing. Yeah, it's so just, why don't you think they delayed it till next year? I don't think delaying it would have done anything. I think from mm. and, you know any professional in the chat here or you know speaking on the podcast that's dealt with projects in the past, like <laughs> I've mentioned project projects. If you have any sort of scope creep midway through a project and people start throwing features and going, "Oh, we mm. should do this. We should do this," the fuckers announced it too early anyway to begin with. So they're trying mm. to be the next rock star. They've already made two massive mistakes. One, announcing it early because that just puts so much pressure on people. Um, to then saying, right, we need this featuring, we need this featuring, we need to do this. Then yeah. having no QA mm. at the end is insane. Absolutely mm. insane. I think that's the thing. Multi-million pound studio, and they're not doing QA. I, like, I mean, that from any software development is ridiculous. That, I mean, that makes what we have now basically early access, and the, the poor consumers mm. who are playing yeah. 50, 60 quid have not bought a full product. I was listening to the IGN UK podcast of the day and Matthew Perslow was describing how there's one uh, scene, there's one scenario with a, with a character and in one of the early trailers they played through this, you meet this character and you're going to go on this adventure and it's going to look really cool. And uh, he said that when, you, when he met that character he was like, oh cool, this is going to happen. And then it time skipped and showed mm. the literal trailer. 
Like the actual footage from the trailer of like, <laughs> oh, this is what happened with that character. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, so they obviously just got to like the year of the game and were like, we can't put that in. Like, I think you're so right. They've so, they've so clearly mm. oversold themselves. I think they've believed their own hype. And then when it comes to the fact of actually making the game, the poor devs that are just being crushed and crushed to put it together. And the manager, this, this is clearly a failure of management. This is not a failure of any of the devs. We can see the product in The Witcher 3, how it changed from the original bugs and stuff. There's clearly a lot of mm. talented people. This is a failure of management, of just throwing too many things, too many curveballs, cutting, <laughs> pulling. Like that's that's what I think is the biggest no, failure here. Agree with you. I think the failure of management, hundred percent agree with, because normally I'd be the first person to defend it, but in this instance, completely. And then in terms of the you know the obviously not accusations, but the proof of crunch, the way that people have been bonus for this game, I don't think they've got any passion for the source material as well. Mm. As much as what we oh, think. Mate, this um, is not yeah, cyberpunk. This, if you actually no. cared about the genre of cyberpunk, and if you even specifically cared about the original tabletop game that they are aping, mm. which is their defense mm -hmm. of using like a very 80s inspired retro futuristic cyberpunk. Because nowadays, cyberpunk to us is something like Deus Ex. It's something like Disco Elysium. This is pure 80s mm. nostalgia. This is, this is like bright neon. This isn't what cyberpunk is. But even if you looked at, you know, the text version of cyberpunk, the kind of anti-capitalist querying of the breakdown between gender binaries and stuff like that, this doesn't do any of that. This doesn't touch on, it hasn't got the balls to do any of that. This is so mm. by the numbers and it just flirts with those things for the money shot. I'd like to get people to mm. buy things. Yeah, It's insane yeah. that yeah. The Witcher 3 makes or took more risks than this game. Mm. That's still baffling to me, but then yeah, yeah but I think that's the, the difference. Is is the yeah. witch, like you said, The Witcher Three had had books and and, a, and an offer, like a really good offer that they could base on. Like they didn't create really any any of the main characters in The Witcher Three. All of the all of the characters were already written in the literature. So mm. and that's kind of why I was like, okay, let's see what happens with Cyberpunk because yeah, The Witcher was a massive success, but it it wasn't their IP. They didn't create it now. You know, I, I feel like cyberpunk law. I would disagree with you there. Just in terms of any any sort of relatively decent book out there based on cyberpunk, they probably could have taken well, and probably have. Mm. I mean, it is based on the the twenty the yeah. twenty cyberpunk twenty twenty RPG, and there's huge amounts of law there, and they mm. did draw on some of it because I, think... I believe that Keanu Reeves' character is originally from that so. source material. I think. But see, um, um, there was, it's like the little little. The things that really piss me off are the little Easter eggs that keep on popping up online by people that are still fairly, and it's up to them to be like passionate about this game. Hmm. Elon Musk's in it. Mm. It's like really, right. like, like what, what, like again, The Witcher Three. The hallmark of that game for me was like really rich side quests where it didn't feel like it was a game in that way. It felt like it was this really lovely curated kind of adventure. Um, yeah, I just don't know what the hallmarks are in this game. I think it's just no. devoid of any sort of love at all. I've been think... eyeing up The Witcher 3 now. <laughs> I want to play that instead. <laughs> I, can't wait. Of, uh, I definitely this. will play it again. Yeah. Do you think this can be a great game? Or do you think there's just not probably enough yeah. there? Do you it think it be. will be by this time next done, year? I think they've probably just paid, or we've, sorry, we've just paid to be QAs for them. Yeah. yeah. And they've probably got the richest amount of data now back to be able to correct the game. And yeah. depending on what they're methodologies like how good they are at developing and what they want to do with this game or whether or not they want to just let it die i don't know but um i think it's too big to die and too big to fail so yeah. i'd yeah. be surprised it if really they didn't, 
yeah, really ramp up. And look what um, uh, the likes of Insomniac are doing with Spider-Man. They are just absolutely beefing that game up week by week. Every single sprint, they're dropping something new, new features, new rares. It's just it's yeah. ridiculous. Whereas this is like the polar opposite at the moment where, what, getting two yeah. drops, one in January, one in Feb? Yeah. Mm. Like, really? I like, reckon <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll become what... Um, no Man's Sky was, you know, no, no Man's Sky drops, and it was it was not mm. the game that people expected it to be. And over the course of two to three years, Hello Games have made that into, you know, uh, a game that everybody wants to play, that everybody loves, that you know has all these amazing features to it. And people have kind of forgiven them and forgotten about mm. what happened when it first came out. Yeah. I think maybe not quite the same for Cyberpunk. I think people shouldn't forget what's happened ever. Mm especially what they did with reviews because that is mm. insidious as fuck um but they really you know they could pull it back in terms of it being a good game and i think that they owe that to people who bought it to do that now mm. um and if they ever try and charge for dlc for this game then they will yeah that won't yeah be, that won't be a good day if they try no. that <laughs> but weirdly oh, sorry hey, i was going to say he's literally just on a cross players logo with a hat and a blade over to you ben <laughs> nice. I, don't I, don't I was going to say, just That's a the um, the one kind of, uh, I don't even know if you could call it a positive, but one thing that's come out of, like, off the back of this is, um, well, a few, a few of us in the community have picked up Stadia now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if you buy Cyberpunk, you get, was it Stadia Premier? Is that Stadia with the Premier, controller yeah. and the Chromecast Ultra? Mm-hmm. Why the hell aren't Google saying... You can play this game perfectly yeah. for £50. Like, we have the I've definitive seen. version. You don't need a £3,000 PC. Yeah. Well, did. This, but they stopped. Mm. <laughs> that was yeah. really annoying. Oh, yeah. But that, but yeah, that, that, was, that, that was annoying. I mean, that, that's the only thing that sold both Stadia and this game to me. I wasn't interested in either of them. But that combined, it's like, that, yeah. that's actually a compelling proposition. And just, I'm kind of looking forward to trying it now. Yeah, mm. but I, I feel like if Google, if Google is literally giving away Stadia, it maybe shows how much they care about it now. If they're like, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. buy this game and we'll give you the platform to play it on, then I don't know. I feel like Stadia is pretty much, pretty dead in the water. And I think you, you're right. Like they, if if they if they come out and we're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we have the definitive version, we have the best version. You can play it on our supercomputers that are in the the, mm. the cellar of, of Google in wherever. Mm. But I think it just kind of shows that they just are like, yeah, this is, I don't know, this is going the way of G+. And it's, it's a shame, though, because if they'd have yeah. had the confidence, because you could play this straight away the second it came out. You, you didn't mm. have to yeah. download it. You didn't have mm-hmm. to install a load of day one patches that took four hours like even PC players would have had to do. You, mm-hmm. That... That's the way to play it. That's currently the the best way to play it if you've got decent yeah, internet. Yeah. And it's I think, like, the, which is mad in itself. Like the, yeah, that's crazy, the state that we're yeah. in. I think in the year we've had as well, we're obviously a lot of people don't have a lot of spare cash right now. Even though mm. we've just had two massive consoles launch, like if they position themselves as you can get next gen in a way for however yep. much Stadia is, and then then you can get Cyberpunk, you can get Assassin's Creed, like. It's really surprising to me that they haven't pushed that because this this could have been that because I, I I hate the amount of chats I've seen where people are like can't believe you expected Cyberpunk to run in a PS4 <laughs> I've got this great PC uh, PC that looks amazing it's like it's so mm. utterly classist and stupid 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this game is on TV. It's on billboards. It's on posters. A 15-year-old kid with a PS4 is going to see this and want to buy it, and it's advertised as a PS4 game. That kid shouldn't have to go out and research bloody gaming rigs. Like, it's so, so idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> so, like Ben said before, 60% of all players are playing on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They should be playing on Stadia instead. 60% should be playing on Stadia. Honestly, yeah. I had no interest in Stadia whatsoever until no. that deal came out. And I don't have that deal anymore because they ran out before I was able to get it, which sucked. I got it refunded. I no longer have the game on Stadia. However, I've still got my month's trial of Stadia Pro, and I've been playing the new Super Hot game on there. Runs mm. great. I oh, played cool. a bit of Hitman 2. Runs great. And, you know, you're paying it's £9 a month. It's less than um, a subscription to Xbox Game Pass. And yep. you, there's no loading times. You literally just press play. The game pops up. Start playing. Mm. That's Absolutely so amazing. Well. I, I'm almost Dan, you're going to have to add another another logo into our intro sequence yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you um, bef- picture of Andrew? Andrew. <laughs> I was going to say before we move on from the cyberpunk discussion, though. Um, yeah. We did have a question from uh, Adrian O'Neill on Twitter. He said, "Going mm. forward, do you think big gaming news sites, the likes of IGN, should refuse to review a game before the release embargoes?" Um, well, basically, so so as to not mislead consumers, because that's effectively, they've kind of had their hand forced to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the version you're getting. You can only use our footage that we're giving you. You're only getting PC codes, yeah. and so everyone's gone and given it yeah. nines and tens. But but can an outlet like I I know IGN have come out now and given it the, the PS4 four, version, four right? out yeah. ten. a four, four out, out of ten, yeah. which is great. Report, exactly. Right. So yeah. what I mean, what can what can outlets do can they push back and go actually we have a we have to provide a service to people yeah, yeah. they so should refuse to review these games they, until they're given the codes for every platform that it's available on yeah i remember I think defending them a while ago I remember defending a while ago with ign of um, bethesda's policy of only sending out review codes on the day of the release mm. so mm. i thought that was quite bad but bethesda looked like the golden child here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are actually releasing good games and doing that Whereas mm. with IGN or any other game outlet, I think they've been hoodwinked. Definitely yeah. have been. I don't think this is yeah. something that they're, that's going to sit well with them either. I don't think it's going to sit well with yeah, Sony or Microsoft. It's been interesting to see on Twitter how they, especially like the writers for IGN and GameSpot, have kind of turned on this game because I think they've they've gotten a lot of shit off fans because they've they've written honest reviews and obviously these these gamers uh, who are cyberpunk fans like. I've then given these reviewers a lot of shit and it has been kind of interesting because you know they are so dependent on games like this like the the sites because you're yeah. right like they they should they should say no we want to review it on ps4 and so give us mm. a ps4 cause otherwise we won't review it but they, they never will because you know cyberpunk like you say is probably the biggest game or most highly anticipated game ever and obviously mm. they get a lot of clicks and revenues by making content yep. on it and you know they they didn't report on or do much reporting on the stories of the 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 you know the the devs having to be do crunch and stuff. So like it's it's kind of su- surprising to me that they are giving these these low scores because I'm a bit like okay I feel like they're they're jumping on the bandwagon now. I've been like all right everyone is hating Cyberpunk right now, so it's okay yeah, but we hate them. I, so we let's give let's give a four out of ten and then everyone will be like oh yeah IGN's so great like oh. I think IGN have, have had a little bit more teeth recently. I think they've 
grown mm. a bit now they've they've gotten rid of, of a bit of the problematic upper management like simon cardi's mm. review of fifa this year on the switch that was like a one or a two out of ten where it's like this is literally the same game as last year and i'm gonna keep giving them the same review score until they improve but um you're and right review. yeah like yeah. it's 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 difficult because you know the review was going to get one click but all the wiki guides is going to get them 50 clicks, 60 clicks. And like that's literally how they get their ad revenue. So they, it's a symbiotic relationship. They need to work with these developers. And they need to keep them sweet in mm. a way. So like mm-hmm. as, as nice as it would be for every major publisher at the front of every Ubisoft review to be like, Ubisoft have not apologized, made up for, or punished any of the upper management that supported an industry of misogyny and abuse. Like, But unfortunately, everyone's going around like, oh, the new Ubisoft game's out. Oh, let's tickle their bellies. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. difficult. They, so, tricky. so tricky. Yeah, and I do appreciate that these are businesses, and if they were to step out of line, people would lose jobs. Like it's, I don't envy someone like Pear's position, where he has to balance no. these things whilst remaining, uh, you know, a a decent and good publication. Mm-hmm. Tricky. Yeah, very tricky. Um, just before we move on, and we should move on because we've been talking cyberpunk for a while. Um, <laughs> Alex in the chat. <laughs> said that the even the refund even the <laughs> refund gesture claiming agreements with Sony and Microsoft who have then been refusing to refund that is not a good look either uh, not good at all mm. um, he also says that in terms of Stadia also had no interest in either Stadia or Cyberpunk but the just deal on, made him want to get it sorry mate just on the refund point talk about biting the hand that feeds you as well like mm. it's this so was arrogant isn't it like you will refund this game and Sony and Microsoft are gone fuck off no, we're not. Like, yeah. This is on you. <laughs> Good luck yeah. with that. Idiots. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's, um, let's move on. And bear in mind the time. Let's speak about Indie World for a little bit. Mm, what yeah. do we think about it? It was kind of drops. Just, uh, I'm guessing this is the last Nintendo thing that we'll have this year. What, what are we thinking? What, what, let's start with scores. What, what, what would we score it out of 10? <clears throat> Dan mm. gave it a four, didn't you, Dan? With your Thanks hot back. take the other day. Cheers for just like... <laughs> Blowing me up there. Get under the bus. Yeah, literally thrown on that bus. And there. here's his neck if you want to jump on it. Come on, guys. <laughs> You'd love that. Uh, step on my neck. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing in there that gripped me, and I was like, eye <laughs> emoji. There was nothing that really jumped out, and I was like, this is great. This is a Hollow Knight. This is something that's a AAA indie kind of thing. So I, I was just like, okay, it's cool. It's mm. fine. Some of the guys mm. enjoy it got excited about maybe one or two particular games but that was it ben's laughing mm. fuck off ben <laughs> i'm just smiling on ben what did you what did you score it uh i mean i'd give it an eight mm-hmm. i'd give it an eight i i was very happy with it there's several games there that i would definitely buy um okay several that i definitely won't buy either but yeah overall i thought it was a pretty tight little um presentation and some yeah some great little games in there good. tight package Nate, I I would give it a seven. I was initially disappointed, but then I looked back and I was like, I'm really disappointed because I expected Hollow Knight. Um, but the actual mm. games announced, there was quite a few that I was like, do you know what? I'm really happy Grindstone's over now. That was my favourite Apple yeah. Arcade game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Alba looks really good. The kind of open world animal sanctuary game. Um, yeah. Super Meat Boy, I've been dying to hear more about. And Among Us was a really cool drop. Um mm-hmm. And I quite liked the sound of Calico, the little cat cafe game, and a couple of others. Uh, so That's like, out I think, already, I think, isn't it, as well? Yeah, that was, yeah, a, sh- that was, that was a shadow drop. Yeah. I'm going to wait for reviews, but I, 
I'm pretty into that. I think that looked quite good. One thing I did want to mention was um, Nintendo, the billion-dollar company. What? Who's making these videos? That VO was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Like, I love cats. You can make me laugh so easily at a cat pun. That was dre- If I'm not laughing at that, you've missed the mark. That was dreadful. And I feel so sorry for the presenters who were clearly doing their best, but like... Um, it was only when some of the developers were describing their games that I was like, oh, wait, this is really cool, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But we had uh, Spelunky, Spelunky 2 as oh, well. Yes, yeah. yes. Quite yeah. quite excited, excited about that. Cyber Shadow yeah. looks awesome, and that's coming out in January. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a messenger slash Contra. Right, very looks Ninja really Gaiden. Good. Yeah. 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 Let's, um, and Grindstone let's, is fucking amazing, by oh, the way. Grindstone's yeah. so good. Yeah. I've started Sell playing it to that me. now on Apple Arcade. Um, very no, good. Nah, you wouldn't like it. Okay. Uh, let's go over to Mr. Indie Fix himself, Adam. First off, scores, and then let us have it. What do you think about the Indie Direct? Um, yeah, I'm with Nate. I'd give it like a solid 7 out of 10. It's, I, I don't know. In, in, I think with Hollow Knight, I don't think Hollow Knight's going to be shown in an Indie World presentation. I think if, if they have some mm. association with Nintendo, it's going to be in a, a main Direct, so... I wasn't really expecting to see it here. I think this this is more kind of like for your, yeah, I guess in, yeah. Hollow Knight is an indie game, but it's it's on that level up there with it's, like Celeste. Pedigree. And, mm. Yeah, it's like a pedigree indie game that everyone kind of knows and everyone's interested in. And these get these these presentations seem to be a bit smaller, but it's it was kind of cool. Like it 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 kind of gave us updates on a lot of games that were up in the air, which. Um, like a lot of ones I was hoping would come into the Switch, like you said, like Grindstone came out on Apple Arcade, did really well there, and uh, yeah, happy that it's it's is it already out, right? They released it. Yeah, Shadow Drop the same yeah. day. Yeah, um, and then Among Us, it's kind of cool to see that it's it's coming to consoles, and kind of cool that Nintendo kind of got the to announce it. Uh, I think Xbox kind of dropped it today as well to say that it's coming to Xbox and Game Pass later next year. So that's also kind of a cool, cool thing for that. Super Meat Boy Forever, like I always say, it's called Forever because it's take it took them forever to announce an actual release date. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think it got one last year, like last April, and then they they kind of um, postponed it right like a week before it was supposed to announce because they said they didn't want to to put the developers through crunch. Um, and then there was like a lot of like whispers about yeah people thought that it was going to Stadia exclusively and that's why they hadn't released any updates to it. Um, but cool that it comes out I think on next Wednesday, twenty third. Um, yeah, on the twenty third. Yeah, uh, Cyber Shadow, like you said, a kind of Ninja Gaiden meets the Messenger meets um, Contra, published by Yacht Club, who also are very famous for making Shovel Knight. So it's kind of cool to see that game. And yeah, for me the highlights were Splunky. One and Splunky Two. I actually just finished reading uh, Derek Yu's book uh, about Splunky. He's the developer of it. Um, really interesting book about game design and how you know he kind of stuck to his vision when everyone else told him like he shouldn't do because no one wants a platformer that's that's randomly generated and really really hard. Um, and Splunky Two, yeah, I think it's it, it's been to its detriment that it was only released on on PS4 and uh, Steam this year or on PC this year because I think. If it was on the Switch, I think it would be like a con- more of a contender for Game of the Year, um, which, mm. like you know, like how Hades has become. Um, because I think, yeah, it's one of those games. It's like 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 the original, really hard. 
um, it's a roguelite, so every every floor is different, um, and it's all about practice and just getting better at the game. But it also has it's just like full of secrets and different endings and different weapons that you have to use. Um, so I think it's just like a really engaging, great game. Um, and then yeah, and then also Calico that 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 looked cool too, and cool that it released day and date. Um, I think it's called Tuncha, which was the was that like a Native American brawler. I think it's South American. Amaz- I think it's Peruvian or something. Mm. That's right. Yeah, I did like yeah. it. It was like Amaz- yeah, Amazonian or something. Happy Game was like a kind of cute-looking oh. horror game. Um, I wasn't awful. into that. I <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the art style. Like it was this kind of yeah, really grotesque, trippy-looking <laughs> thing. I don't know if the game would be any good. Um, I think you said Alba, uh, Nate, which is a cool game, and I think yep. they're also doing something like you every copy that they sell they're going to plant like a tree for it so it's kind of like a yeah nice incentive nice. to pick up that's the game that's literally what it is yeah it's, it's re- yeah. really good and um another one that people might not know is uh trash sailors it was made oh, by yeah. the people that made oh i can't remember the get is it, i think it's called i can't remember but they they also made a game that is on is already on the switch and it's like a 2d runner where you're getting chased by something and it's all hand-drawn um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've kind of been following the development of this game, and it was kind of cool to see that Tiny Build have picked it up. So it seems like they've got a good develop, uh, sorry, a good publisher behind it now. So cool. yeah, kind of exciting cool. for the devs for that. Hmm. Yeah, very very valid. Looked alright. I'd play that. Mm. Yeah, that looked quite yeah. interesting in the style of like moving out and good job. I really like yeah. this this throng of uh, weird physics games we've got because people have realised they're just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Primo87 in the chat said, I'm looking forward to Cyber Shadow. Mate, mm. I, hell yes. Because I think Yacht Club aren't just um, pro, uh, publishing it. I think they have helped slightly in development as well. They picked oh, it up okay. and were like, yeah. I think they t- helped them tidy around the edges and acted as consultants. So I'm really excited for that now. Um, and that's not, not, just that. new- not just that. Amiibo support, mate. In this Wait, day and age, Amiibos, you can use all of your uh, Shovel Knight Amiibos. I can use Shovel Knight, the one and only. Going to get your <laughs> Plague Knight on there and whoever else? I reckon so. Yeah, give it a go. Be good. Yeah. But yeah, looks good. It does look very good. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that um, Among Us apparently does not have built-in voice chat. That no, you're joking. Bit. So silly. Yeah, but does the PC version know? Because I feel like every streamer I've watched mm. uses Discord for it. Yeah, Good we point. always used Discord when we played it, didn't we? So. Yeah. We play on, yeah, we play on mobile, though. And but it's a lot of pretty ki- shit a lot anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> a lot of, ki- a lot of kids are going to be playing it. That's the thing, is a lot of kids are going to be watching they streamers play it. We should it. not be teaching kids how to lie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I find this... how. Wh- why are you letting your kids play this? <laughs> like, let them play Cyberpunk. Sure, everyone, you know, but... Why are you teaching them how to lie? No, no, you're trying to teach them how to catch liars. That's uh, the important okay. lesson. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's Fine. the moral of the story. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. great. Isn't when you got a load of like ten year olds running around. That's sus. I booting mm. them everywhere. <laughs> but like, right, get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also, yeah, because of that, I've started to play Grindstone on Apple Arcade, and it is very good. Very good. Bloody good game. Games, though. Yeah, I just just one like just I I keep banging on about this, but the soundtrack for that game mm. is superb. Oh, that's, I think that's yeah. probably my favorite OST of the year. Like it's yep. so good. That's really good. Really Go listen funky. to it. 
cracking uh, touchscreen controls as well. Oh, all right. oh, I've got you. Oh, I've got him. Oh, I've got him. <laughs> I'm really happy. I, I know I moan about it all the time, but I like they just brought out the Picross S5 for Switch. And I've been playing Brain Training. I love the touchscreen controls on that. And I went to Picross and I was like, why can't I just touch the screen? So going from playing Grindstone <laughs> on Apple Arcade, where it was obviously a touchscreen game, and then it's exactly mm. the same on my Switch. I like using my Switch as a tablet device. That's the point of it. It looks mm-hmm. and should function like a tablet. So whenever mm-hmm. it, and it feels like the easiest thing to me when games can make the most of it. So that's nice to see. Well done, then. Well done. Yeah. I didn't even know that until you said earlier that you'd been using the stylus for Grindstone. I, I didn't even know that it was really, a really intuitive. Game on the Switch, so. Excellent. It's yeah. good. Lovely. Um, very quickly then, uh, just before we move on. Uh, Sephiroth in Smash uh, announced during the Game Awards, which was shit. But uh, Sephiroth, what do we think of uh, of that as the next Smash character? It's fine, isn't it? Yeah, it's right. It just is what it is. Boring. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a massive character. Like it's yeah. you know the the theme of Smash Brothers Ultimate was villains. Like you know, they brought in lots of classic villains. They finally added Ridley. They finally added King uh, King K. Rool and stuff. And in terms of video game villains, this is one of the biggest you can get that isn't already in Smash Brothers. So that was cool. It was a really cool surprise. I don't think it was what anybody had asked for or was um, kind of expecting. (laughs) So I'm I'm hoping this kind of has the goodwill that Min Min had, where once Sakurai sits down, uh, as he's going to in eight minutes, um, and... Talks, uh, talks us through kind of like this is how they play, this is why I care about this game, this is what I've done I think people will come round um, mm. I am I was disappointed on the night, I think I was putting in the chat like done like this because I again, in my own head I was like maybe we're going to get Ryu Hiyabusa from Ninja Gaiden because of the Koei Tecmo relationship with Nintendo right now, Ma- you know maybe this is Crash Bandicoot and then to get Sephiroth I was just like, uh. but I trust Sakurai, it's clearly something he cares about and it wouldn't be in the game if he didn't and the the reveal uh, was cool, but yeah, up yeah, that's the moment, sick. It, up until the moment where I realised who it was, and then I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, that Did soundtrack is really good, though. Server off. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we we talked a bit before the show started. Like I don't really have any affiliation at all to Final Fantasy, but watching that reveal trailer, I was like, oh fuck, this is cool. Like Cloud yeah. and Sephiroth. It's like everyone knows those two characters, and like yeah, I think Sephiroth is is the pinnacle. At least like '90s video game villain, like uh, f- just because of Final Fantasy, and everyone knows the the, the yeah. scene in in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, and yeah, just how they did Mario dirty in it in that video. I was Ooh. like, how how have Nintendo let them do this to him? Like <laughs> so good. Yeah, like, that was good. Literally, you know, he, they, they've got him like hooked on the end of a sword for like three or four seconds, and then he just flings him off, and then and oh. it's it's <laughs> held so perfectly in that moment. They knew what they were doing. They knew yeah, they were yeah. making a meme. Like, yeah. Yeah. who? I, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly now I can't think of many more video game villains. I can think of plenty of characters, but big video game villains that would would fit in with the roster. Like this feels like they've really nailed, like that now. Mm. Yeah, mm. it feels like that could be it for villains for a little while, and they'll probably go back to something a bit, little bit I, more later. I tell you what, I'd I genuinely would love Doctor Eggman. And I say yeah. that with like no pretension at all. I think he'd be really funny. I think he'd be so different, but I, it would piss off so many Waluigi fans. It would also be great. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Waluigi, everybody's kind of. He is a villain. Him. He is a villain. Andrew's yeah. turning into him for God's sake. I mean, yeah, I got the hair. 
Yeah, I still think Waluigi is going to be the very end. I think as bookends, Piranha Plant as the first, Waluigi as the end. I think that's going to be how it how it goes. Even if it isn't the very final character, he's just like, and as a free gift, we are going to give you Waluigi. Shut up, leave me alone. I'm going to live on an island. I'm never making a Smash Brothers game again. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. All right, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna run this by you before I do it. I, I don't think we need to go to pick up and play because I think we've talked about most of the games that we've been playing. I agree. Is that okay, um, with everybody? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I can't can't sure. have anything of note. Fair enough. Let's move on then to bargain basement. Oh. Just switching it up a little bit for you there. Um, mm. Moving on, uh, we've not done this one for a while, and uh, there's been uh, a new sale on the eShop for uh, Switch games. So I thought we'd pick a few games that we think people should be buying. Uh, before we do that, I've got a few things to mention. First of all, thank you to Luke, who let us know in the chat today, uh, you can now buy a 512 gigabyte integral micro SD card for £49.99 from mymemory.co.uk, which Ooh, is uh, equal to its decent. lowest price from last year. So if you want that, go and get it while it's still on sale. Well, I genuinely might. Uh, a friend yeah. of mine uh, got a Switch about a month ago and picked up a one terabyte micro SD card. Oh, a friend for, of mine. For, no, no, for, <laughs> for £20. For £20. And I what? said, what? mate, don't put, don't put that in your Switch, whatever you do. And he was like, no, nah, mate, it's fine. First few days, absolutely fine. And now it's fucked his Switch. So oh. uh, buy cheap, fuck. buy twice. Beware, beware of that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, a few no. people in the group true. have bought the integral one, so definitely know that's good. So you're good yeah. for that yeah. one. Good for that one. And also to mention that Epic Games currently are giving away a free game each day, um, up mm. through Christmas, beyond Christmas into the new year. The first one is City Skylines, and they have their Christmas sale, which you can claim a free ten pound voucher for. So if you go over, if you have an Epic account, you can get ten pound for free. Uh, and spend it on games. So there you go. Um, mm. And lastly, just because um, The Last of Us Part 2 is currently £24.99 <laughs> at Argos and Smith's. And of course, it's our game of the year because I said it last on the last pod. So, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who has got uh, a game for me from the eShop from anywhere that they think people should be buying? Now it's on sale. Hang on, just uh, Hades, I think, is on sale, isn't it? Our, our actual game of the year. <laughs> it is indeed mm-hmm. mere hours after Lewis bought it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dear me. He was fuming. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it must have oh. hurt. Must have hurt. But yeah, wasn't um, Oh, just we've got uh, we've got Ethan in the chat saying, "All right, cockers." Okay. And yeah. um yeah, moving on. Who's got Good. a game that they think people should buy? Ben, go on, let's go for you first. What game? No, Nate, Nate had his set? hand up. So Nate, you go oh. first, mate. Go on. So, so I did a very quick thread earlier. I dove in um, and my number one pick was the 2D platformer Horus, which was a Steam release and was then brought over to Switch, which is currently 90% off at £1 and 9 pennies, uh, which probably wow. everyone's got enough gold points to buy. And this is uh, Nintendo Life gave it ten out of ten. I've had like I've heard nothing but incredible recommendations for this. It's like a genre-twisting 2D platformer that also goes through several different 
playstyles, but apparently it's super charming. The characters are really good. The music's really good. I've heard like nothing but incredible things. So a pound sounds like a bloody bargain. Mm. Mm. And I did, uh, yeah. I did pick it up with with gold points, um, yeah. based on that recommendation and the I, excellent review from Nintendo Life by a friend of the show, John Cartwright. Can we say friend um, of the show because we played Mario? Yeah, Kart we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. insulted him. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he retweeted my tweet with that uh, with that as well, talking about how much he loved Taurus. Um, if, if I had to pick a couple okay. more, I'm going to be super quick. I'll do two more. So, mm-hmm. um, Moonlighter is seven pound sixty four, which is Great the game. cheapest it's ever been on Switch. Um, and that game is Shit. absolutely. Pay to take that one. No, it's one of my favourite Switch games. I absolutely love it. I wrote a retrospective about it for Switch player. Um, I mm-hmm. really, really love that game. Um, and the Guacamelee games are both reduced to £3.59 and £5.39, respectively. Uh, kind Ooh. of combat-heavy 2D platformers that hopped between dimensions. Really tough, but really rewarding um, and very, very funny. Uh, so if you've never played Guacamelee, maybe just pick up the second one. It's a bit better. Um, but they're both mm. good games, especially for that price. There you go. There you go. Good recommendations. Ben, what about you? Um, I've got a few that probably... Yeah, I'll just run through them. So Slay the Spire. Absolutely love it. I know Adam is a massive fan of it as well. Yes. That's 40% off down to eleven ninety nine. Andrew, I know you've been so tempted to get that it before is based on our little so conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So this, I think this might be the cheapest it's ever been. So eleven ninety nine oh. is a good one. Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Um <clears throat> much superior to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, don't have a lot to do with each other. But, um, 75% off at 4.49. That is excellent. My so friend Pedro, 50% off at 8.99. Uh, I gave that a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> it's really good. It's such a good game. Uh Blasphemous, our indie game of the year from last year, 2019, is 50% off at 9.99. Banger. Streets of Rage 4, which we spoke about a lot in our game of the year discussions, is 30% off at £15.74. And uh, to be honest, I could go on and on. This is just my shopping Mm -hmm. list here. Um, Under Hero, (laughs) Adam. I I picked up Under Hero based on Adam's um, recommendation. Ah, nice. 55% off at £6.88. Yeah, listening oh, to you it. pop into the Game of the Year chat about that, that made me really interested in that game. I'd never heard of it. So uh, now yeah, I, I yeah. might pick it up. Yeah, it's a weird one. I think I first heard of it from Jim Sterling. Like, he was just one of one of the random games he made a video about. And I was like, oh. And then it came to Switch. And I was like, yeah, this is a really good game. Yeah, nice. highly, yeah, highly cool. recommend it. And, uh, yeah, I watched the uh, Nintendo World Report review of it as well. Not that I didn't trust you entirely, Adam, but I ah, did right. some research <laughs> after that. And, um, and yeah, Jordan Rudek, I think he gave it about a 9 out of 10. So again, just really? yeah, ah, brilliant okay, game. Cool. Uh, Yeast Origin, 50% off at 8.99. Yeast? So I, I, I bought that one as well. And Dicey Dungeons, which got dropped Ooh. yesterday straight after the um, the indie presentation. is is only 10% off, but it's a brand new game. But I know uh, our old mate Age of Boredom uh, loved that. Yeah, and actually, I, as soon as I realised it had been released, I messaged him and said, "Oh, how are you, mate?" And he was like, "Yeah, I got that press release through." And, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I also yeah, messaged so, him like two days ago. Well, he said, "He said, am I on suicide watch or something?" Because Adam messaged me <laughs> the other day. <laughs> so yeah, weird. That was nice. uh, uh, that 
that game was announced in the Japanese uh, Indie World Report, but not yeah. in any other ones. When that like, Dicey Dungeons looks better than like seventy percent of what was in the Western yeah. Indie Direct. Strange. Seems mad Very that they strange. did it dirty mm. like that. I, I think it's been in a few other ones though, like before. It has. Yeah. Oh, has it? So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm oh, pretty okay. sure. It's I been may have forgotten. Sorry. Before. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's why I didn't include it. But yeah, but, yeah it's yeah, another game good. like like uh, Age of Boredom. When I think that was like EGX Rest one year, he came yeah, back and year, spoke yeah. about it, and yeah, yeah. So cool yeah. game. Another roguelike. And I got Horace based off uh, Nate's recommendation as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've never played it. I've, wow. I've bought it off other people's recommendations and simply shared the information. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop Ben from reading off his uh, eShop. I've finished. Wish list. That was the uh, end of my list. That, that's gone. Yeah. I'm done. All right, all right. I believe you, Adam. Um, what are your <laughs> games you recommend? Um, yeah, I just got like two because there are like loads of indie good indie mm. games on sale. Um, but yeah, one maybe for you, Nate, since you you suggested Guacamelee and you say you like touch controls. Uh, a game called Severed. It's uh, made by Dreamworks Studios. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's a, I think it originally le- released on Vita. And mm-hmm. it's a touch control game where you play as a girl who, uh, it, it has like, it, I, I don't think they've confirmed it, but I think it's set in the same universe as Guacamelee. Like it's th- that very like uh, Mexican, Latin art style in like this very dark world. And um, yeah, the idea is, is that your, your arm gets severed off and you have to, basically go and find your your arm and your family and the way you fight is by by slashing on the screen uh different enemies will it's kind of like a an old school first person dungeon crawler so you walk in and then you look right and there's like a doorway here you look left yeah there and then enemies will appear and sometimes the enemies can surround you and you have to kind of um by swiping you know like block like tap to block one enemy and then swipe as much as you can and then you sever its body parts then you turn to the next enemy, do the, do whatever his pattern is until you beat them all. Then you collect all of these different body parts and use it to to power up your character. It's mm. a really really cool game. Like um, I think they they kind of gambled a little bit on releasing it on the Vita, hoping that like they might it might become like a big thing because no one was really releasing games on the Vita when when they released it. Uh, but I don't think it paid off that well for them. And yeah. it released on Switch a couple of years ago now. And I think mm. yeah they kind of again it kind of got missed on there but it's on sale now for 70 percent off um my mine is in euros but it's four euros and 49 cent so probably about like three three ninety nine. that's really uh, tempting yeah mm. uh another one i highly suggest is donut county which uh um, oh, love that game a great game yeah uh you play as like a uh, I think he plays the raccoon, right? Who is who is moving the the holes around, and it's it's kind of like a puzzle game. You you just move this hole around and start collecting objects. As the more you collect, the bigger the hole gets. So the bigger objects you can collect has this really kind of funny story in it. Uh, another one that's quite short, easy to pick up, um, and it's seventy percent off uh, from eleven ninety nine down to three euros and fifty nine cent. But um, and it is yeah. one of our uh, desert island cartridges. Can you remember who picked that? Dan, you yeah, know. I do. Good. Moving on. <laughs> Sissy Jones. Sissy Jones. Yeah. Sissy Love, Jones. love Sissy. Um, yeah. Dan, anything from you? Ooh. Don't sound so disappointed that I've got things, Andrew. Uh, I've flipped it. I've gone to the Epic Store and I've gone to the PlayStation Store for you. So Excellent. PlayStation Store, um, down from 55 quid to £27.49 is Persona 5 Royal Deluxe Edition. Oh, I was looking at that. 
I was looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, very close to your heart. Down from £15.99 for a disgusting £4.79. It's Dishonored 2. Wow. Um, insanely good game for £4.79 that you can get. That's just ridiculously good. Ridiculous. Uh, Nino Kuni is down again to £8.99 on the PlayStation Store, the original. Nice. Um, should say remastered. And then bolting over to the Epic Store. And bearing in mind, you can claim a free £10. Uh, voucher just for logging in you can get mm-hmm. Sid Meier's uh, Civilization 6 for £2.49 if you use that Whoa. voucher yeah. Red Dead Redemption you can get for £26.84 if you use your voucher or you can get Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Deluxe Edition with free Stormtrooper skin in Fortnite for uh, £14 if you wanted to so some insane deals over there that are well worth having a little look at. Absolutely. Very good. Very, very good. Awesome. That was good. Some awesome deals. I'm going to have to go away now and have a good old think about mm. how much cold money shower. I can spend on games. I <laughs> yeah, also saw, just to round it off, I also saw that um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is on sale on a lot of the UK distrib- yeah. Uh, distributors yeah. for like 30 quid, I think. So yeah, if, if you were waiting on off, if you were waiting for that game to go on sale, now is the chance to pick it up. Because that game has not sold well at mm. all. Or wait no. another three months and get it for 15 quid. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, like, I actually really want to play it, but I'm. I'm like, okay, I've got. I've got. I've got my Xbox credit. When should I spend it? When's it gonna? When would? <laughs> it, when is the optimal time to buy this game? Mm. Yeah, I've. Yeah. I've been playing it on our our cross players account, and it is fine. It's really. Mm-hmm. It is really fun. It is a proper like middle of the road seven eight out of ten Ubisoft game, but it is mm. really bright and colourful, and I like the Greek setting. And I like mm. the characters, so that's got me more hooked than something a bit dour, like an Assassin's Creed or something yeah, in the same engine would. I think this has got a lot going for it, and I'm coming back to it more than I thought I would. Um, and it sold the most Good. on Switch as well, so it's mm-hmm. it's a yes. shame that that's the worst version. But um, mm. yeah, we'll see. It's got cross-play, to be fair. So if you got it for super cheap on anything and had a Switch version... You could have that as the portable version and then pick it up on your Xbox if you just mm, set up cool. a, Ubisoft, a Ubisoft account. That. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. very cool. That's very cool. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the last bit, which is our Patreon wall, Patreon shout out. Um, of course, now the Patreon cinematic universe, as we have established. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've got, I've got an interesting one for us today. Are you, are you ready? Have you got your imagination juices flowing, ready to come up with some interesting scenarios here? My juices are already, or are always ready, Andrew. You should know Just this. Bubbling know. over. I'm dreading this. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, <laughs> so <laughs> in the Patreon cinematic universe, uh, unfortunately, Dan mm. is being held captive uh, by oh, the no. cosplayer's arch nemesis, Dr. Nonsington. Uh, the Patreon members <laughs> gather or unite or assemble, whatever you'd like to say, uh, to oh hatch a God. plan to free him. What do they suggest? I actually love so, the idea that I'm sire in a McDonald's and I'm now trapped in my own head with Professor Nonsington. <laughs> <laughs> Going, all right. Oh, my love. Um, we'll start with Ben, go to Nate, then Adam, and then Dan, you can suggest as well, even though you're being held captive. You can still participate, it's fine. Thank you, mate. Uh, ben, the first person on the list, Gamer Jason. 
Well, I think Gamer Jason takes the obvious tactic of uh, dressing up as a small child to distract <laughs> Professor Nottington <laughs> so that Dan can just run away. Fair. It's a good, well good done, plan. Jason. Um, yep. Nate, you've got Uh I think Thylosos is going to lube himself up and try and squeeze through the smallest window, but the only open window, and sneak in that way to grab Dan. And hopefully open a door from the inside to let himself out, because obviously he won't be going back out that window. How's he going to grab Dan if he's lubed up? That would be pretty... Well, he doesn't need to pick him up to grab him. I, that depends how tied up Dan is, truly. I, I am pretty dry. <laughs> is that a boast? Adam. <laughs> wow. Richard Elsie, Adam. Uh, I think Richard finds a cardboard box, cuts two little eye holes in it, crawls into the base on all fours, <laughs> scoops Dan up, puts him on, under the cardboard box, and then they crawl out on all fours together, like a oh. human centipede. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's so good disturbing. <laughs> so ass to mouth is what we're saying. That's how they're crawling out there. That's, yeah. Brilliant. That's like one of Laurie's ones, where he starts off with something relatively sensible and then at the end just throws in... And then they're all just sucking each other's asses. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you've got Tristan Brooks. Uh, Tristan's slightly behind the cardboard box and cuts a different kind of hole in there. Slides right in. Through his bum, he just puts his bum in it. It's two little cheek holes. Sticks them in, and then he's just backing it up with a machine gun. Staring right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's all he's doing. Uh, next, Sarah Perbrick. Sarah is very sensible and just calls the police. <laughs> sensible Sarah. Sensible. Yes. Sarah's exactly. been spared this week. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. She, <has. laughs> she well, deserved Sarah. a week off. Uh, she does, that's true. Uh, Eamon McCauley. Okay, right. Uh, ooh. I think Eamon's going to dress up uh, like a UPS delivery <laughs> man. It is little short shorts. Knock on the front door and be like, "Oh, I've just got that uh, baby powder you ordered." And then the person, Doctor Nonsenton's going to be like, "Oh, thank God!" And then he's going to smack him in the face. Direct. It's a very direct approach. Yep. Very good. Very, very, very aiming. Yes, uh, Jesper Condrup. Was uh, that, that Adam? Adam. Go on. Adam. That's me. I think. Who was it? Uh, Jesper Condrup. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to dive in James Bond style with a huge parachute with the Union Jack on. Mm-hmm. Grab Dan between the legs like a like an eagle swooping down for a fish and, <laughs> and escape Dr. Nonsitton that way. This, Dan's cock this, does this look relies, like a fish. <laughs> this relies on Dan yeah. being in the garden, uh, like unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also relies on him not being too lubed up. Uh, I think since he said he was a dry boy, I, I think am it's dry. something that could work. It's mm, super I dry. Am dry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Dan, Rebecca Rudrina. <laughs> Rebecca's dressed up as Professor Nonsington, and she's got a mirror frame that's empty, and she just walks around the house, and every time he stop, stops, she just stops with the mirror frame. And then matches whatever he does within the thingy and then carries on moving towards me. <laughs> clever. Very clever. Thank you. That is clever. clever. Indeed. Quite sensible, that one. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, Rune Shimotsuji Storm. 
Okay, he's initially he's extremely concerned about the whole situation, and then he goes, "Oh, it's just Dan, is it?" And then just walks away. <laughs> that's oh, it. That's mean. That was mean. That's not me. It's Rune. That's, that's, that's well, the yeah, universe. Rune, how dare you? It's pronounced Rune. How dare you? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Ulf. Uh, Timothy Ulf puts an advert in the newspaper for a free ice cream van which lures Dr. Nonsenton out. But actually what it is, and he's like, oh, it's just through this door, it's just through this door. And actually what it is, is a Pulp Fiction-style dungeon ready for a Dr. Nonsenton to get it handed to him in whatever way you imagine. But he doesn't walk okay. away. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, Luke Cooper. Um, Luke turns up with his anime-slash-manga collection and starts showing Dr. Nons how cool all of his anime slash manga collection is. Uh, Dr. Nons then falls asleep because, you know, he's looking at anime and then uh, just picks up Dan. <laughs> picks like, me up. We're, we're always picking up Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not just leading him out. Just Don't forget out. Dan. Pick him I'm up. Not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not unwell. I can't be. I can't, I've got legs. <laughs> yeah, but you've, taken, up. you've taken a pound thing. Just dangerously dry, apparently. <laughs> dangerously dry. <laughs> It is Doctor Nonsington as well. Just to, just to point that out, it's it's, it's not quite what? as on the nose as Doctor Nons. Um, no. Stephen Landry is next. Dan. Stephen poses as a Amazon delivery driver. Um, <laughs> Are you going to do that? Yep. And <laughs> and then goes ha ha, and then takes off his outfit, and he's actually then dressed up as Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and then he goes, ah, ha, 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 and then pulls that off, and he's actually Jeff Bezos' wife, and she just gives him a load of money, and he fucks off. Okay. Ransom. Topical. Right. As well. Well done. Right. She's a nice person. It looks. <laughs> uh, Pavan Kakala. Uh, Pavan gathers a, a ragtag bunch of teenagers and, uh, and a dog, and then finds a camper van, and they all drive <sighs> this was there. My idea. And uh, and then they they find Doctor Nonsington and they they take his mask off, and it it ends up being rich, <laughs> all, all all the time. Yeah, it's really Ooh, weird. And then and, harsh. and then Rich 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 feels really embarrassed and then apologises profusely and then they, he just lets Dan go. Um, Fair. Scooby Doo. Nice Basically, Scooby Doo yeah. would have got yeah. away with it too. Yeah, would have done. Um, Aaliyah Jones. Uh, Aaliyah Jones, what she does is she sends a package to Dan at Dr. Nonsenton's and it just says like, just for Dan, no one else. And uh, when he opens it, it's just a little cake. And he's like, oh, that's brilliant. I've got a cake. I'm going to take that to my room and eat it at my own time. And Dr. Nonsenton's like, yeah, of course, it's just a cake. Why not? No problem. Uh, so then Dan bites into the cake. And actually what's in there is a teeny little gas mask. And by the time he gets it on, she's already fed a little hose through the letterbox, putting in CO2. Uh, and that's how they're going to gas Dr. Nonsenton. Hopefully, hopefully Dan isn't tied up and uh, not able to put on his gas mask. <laughs> Nate. Dan? Why have I got a room? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I freely moving about when I need to be rescued and I've got a room now? You're and there of your own right, free Dan, will. You're going to have your cake. So now not only in this cinematic universe, I'm not It's keeping that. you sweet. Yeah, I'm getting keeping me sweet. And I've got free reign of the nonce palace. Look, all right, maybe maybe not you have a room. Maybe you're in the the nonsense room. 
And that's also <laughs> where you eat your cake. <laughs> that's where I take my cake and eat it. Thank you. That's oh. where all the condiments are. We're getting towards the end. The Let's try and wrap it up. Jesus. <laughs> Mark Hammond. That's what nonsense is said. Um, so my, my, my idea is a bit similar to yours, Ben, but it has a different outcome. So Mark, he also <laughs> finds a, a ragtag bunch of teenagers and a, and a kind of dirty dog. Sneaks into the base. They, they apprehend Dr. Nonsenton and they say, ah, so let's find out who you were really. Pulls off the mask and guess who's under the mask? It was Dan all along. Dan was Dr. Nonsenton all this time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew, That's why I, I had knew the room. it was coming. That's why, That's why he had the room. But I've got a certificate to say I'm not Dr. Nonsenton. <laughs> why has Dan got a room, a key? His driver's license is here. I think that's his car, actually. <laughs> he's dancing and he's talked. What's going on, Dan? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Dan, chance for revenge. Your person is Adam Phillips. Ah, Ooh. shit. <laughs> Adam Phillips just pulls his pants down on the porch and goes, Nonsenton, yoo-hoo, <laughs> and it's me. And I come over, <laughs> that was it. That was, that Pounces was on me. Direct. <laughs> was. Very direct. Mm. Um, next up, Lalina DeSotles. Um, she just walks in and just has just a grown-up conversation with Dr. Nonsenton. She just says, look, Dan's a nice guy. Why are you doing these unspeakable things to him? It's really, it's really not quite cruel. Not it's, just, it's not even like going to Specsavers. Come on, it's like thirty I mean, something. Not, I, I not because like you're not, we've... not because you're not beautiful, Dan. Well, because of your age, that was all. <laughs> um, and then she like how we just tonight. decided he, that we, he, he's doing horrible things to Dan. I just said he was captured. Didn't say that he was doing horrible things. To he is called. He, you also said his name is Doctor Nelson. <laughs> Might as well just call him Doctor Gonna Fuck Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, that was that was uh, yeah, it reached its peak, I think. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um much like this bit, we've still got two more people to go though. Alex the Smith. Um Alex Alex the Smith Um keeps a load of bees and uh <laughs> trains them by slowly aggravating them over time so he gets kind of a pavlovian response out of them so instead of feeding them honey every now and again he gives them jam and shakes the cage so the bees over time are like i'll tell you what we fucking hate jam uh, and then he gets the scent of the jam so the bees know what it is and he sends a load to dr uh, this again someone's gonna have to send this is all packages he's gonna send a load, a load of, of that jam to dr nonsenton mm. and then he frees the bees and they find his house and they come through all the gaps in the windows and the letterbox and uh whoever opens the jam hopefully not dan uh is gonna get stung fingers crossed not dan this is playing the long game though right because that must take like weeks to train bees to do that he already probably. had the bees he already had the bees else I'm it would have been a very di- otherwise it would have just I'm- been get a gun <laughs> I'm in love yep. with a guy by now. Stockholm <laughs> syndrome kicked in. Like, <laughs> I'm opening that jam. Yeah. I've got my own room. <laughs> You're like, I've syndrome. got the peanut butter. <laughs> I'm wearing the mask in the cake. <laughs> Adam, it's it's up to you to finish this off. And the last person is our newest patron, Manny. What does Manny do? Okay. Uh, so what Manny does is he gets the address for Dr. Nonsington. Again, this one involves uh, sending a package. He sends him... <laughs> She. Cyberpunk, oh, she, sorry, she sends him uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And Dr. Nonsenton thinks, oh, yes, you know, I've been waiting for this game for eight years. This is like the second coming of Christ. Can't wait to play it. Plays the first two hours. 
and it's so disappointing. He can't he can't do nonsense anymore. He's 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 his <laughs> his aim in life is is pointless. So he just says to Dan, Dan, off you go, off you pop. And wow. Manny just scoops Dan up in her strong arms and carries him away. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dan is just so helpless. <laughs> just scoops him up. I'm just I'm trying to think of a song that's played Little. every single time. I can be your hero, baby. I'm imagining you as the, the character from Spelunky and Spelunky 2 that you have to rescue yeah. every time. Great. The damsel. Yeah. Oh. Well, we found we found the best use for <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, which is to convert nonces. So uh, uh, rehabilitate nonces. There we go. Well, that that is our Patreon cinematic universe for this week, and that is in fact the end of the episode. So thank you very very much for everybody joining us. Uh, thank you, chaps, as well. Um, just quickly round the table, um, Ben. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Benji Kong. Nate, you can find me at Doctor Nonsentons, or you can find me on Twitter at Nate and Destroy. Uh, Adam, you can find me on Twitter at Switch Indie Fix. Dan, evidently in a nice little room, <laughs> tied in a fucking bed sit somewhere in in Soho, and rogered by uh, by Nonsenton. Or you can find me on Twitter at uh, Doctor Nonsenton. <laughs> at Dan Ward tweets. There you go. That's easy. Lovely. Uh, you can find me at oddment 84 You can find all of us at The Cross Players. You can find us at thecrossplayers.com. You can come and join us for a chat at thecrossplayers.com forward slash discord. Uh, you can throw us a dollar if you so wish at patreon.com forward slash discord. Uh, and yeah, if you're not watching us on Twitch, uh, please do come and watch us. We are twitch.tv forward slash thecrossplayerslive. That was fun. Uh, thanks very much for joining us and uh, see you again next time everybody bye 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 see you soon doctor not too soon <laughs> get you waiting